like it's great to be alive in a time like this in a time where prophecies are in fulfillment in a time where the church is rising oh it is great to be alive hallelujah hallelujah last week last two weeks we started with prayer last week we continued and this week we have a whole different you know topic but also based on prayer first timothy 2 verse 1 to 3 i charge then first of all that petitions prayers intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives hallelujah paul charged timothy to make prayers charge timothy to petition for all people not just himself for all people that should tell you how prayer how important prayer prayer is a charge by god god has charged us as believers to pray so one of our ministries on this earth is to pray even jesus said pray without season my house shall be a house of prayer it is prayer is not what we do it is who we are we are house of prayers hallelujah first timothy 2 verse 8 says therefore i want the men everywhere to pray lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing paul again admonishing timothy and and the believers that they should pray they should pray men everywhere should pray men meaning men man and woman to pray lifting up their holy hands without anger or disputes and they should pray to god colossians 4 verse 2 devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful hallelujah prayer is a devotion we have to devote ourselves to prayer so first timothy chapter 2 verse 3 we see some form of classification of prayer petitions prayers and intercessions and what we are going to look at today is not let's say three three ways where you um three ways where prayer is categorized or three kinds of prayers that are there in the world what we are going to look at today is class it's also classification or kinds of prayers you can pray to go so i'm not putting a full stop on it it i'm sure there are many i'm sure there are depths that we haven't reached yet but for now we're going to look at these kinds of prayers that we can pray to god as we learned last week that prayer is a communication to god prayer is when you talk to god prayer is when you offer prayers to god (laughs) hallelujah so our first is declaration prayer we're going to look at declaration prayer and you know me i look into the meaning of declaration have to understand the word to actually know what it is and declaration is a formal or authoritative announcement it is also a formal or explicit statement or announcement so you can say that in declaration you are given authority you are given authority and that is that is as though a president in a nation is given authority that all the citizens should do this and that and this takes me back to corona season in corona the presidents came out and said that we should stay in our rooms there was an authoritative statement given that no one should come out and it was abided by because he was in power he had power to make that declaration so that means that if we declare in prayer we have we already have the power 
we already have the authority christ has given us the authority all authority is given to me and he has given that authority to his bride the church so you have that power you have that authority so when you declare that that sickness should be gone it has to go because you have the power and authority hallelujah hallelujah you have that power and authority i was listening to a sermon some time ago and it was talking about the late um pastor yongi cho and he was doing an exorcism or casting out a demon and while he was casting out the demon he did all he could the demon wasn't coming out he looked in scripture and got understanding and as he got understanding that he has power to cast out the demon that christ has already died and the enemy has been triumphed on the cross when christ died he came to the demon and he casted him out with that revelation that was also a prayer of declaration do you know what the demon told him the demon said that please don't tell anyone that i've already been defeated on the cross when Yongi Cho came to the demon, he said, My elder brother has triumphed over you, devil, 2,000 years ago. Therefore, you have no authority to remain in this body. And the demon was like, Please, please, I'll go. But don't tell anyone that I've already been defeated. Hallelujah. So that means we have the power, we have the authority. Our elder brother, 2,000 years ago, he died and rose again. And all power was given to him. He said, All power on the earth, under the earth under the heavens has been given to him he has given that power to us so that means all power is given to you you the believer you have once you're a believer you have power you have authority hallelujah and what the enemy does is that he just lies gives them you know tells lies deception so that without the authority and the power we are we have but i'm here to tell you that you have power you have authority and when you declare it is done luke chapter 10 verse 5 to 6 when you enter a house first say peace to this house if someone who promotes peace is there your peace will rest on them if not it will return to you hallelujah jesus when he sent the disciples out he told them to declare upon any house that they enter that peace to this house if they didn't have authority they can't declare peace and it will be done so they said peace to this house and the peace will be there hallelujah mark chapter 7 verse 27 to 30 said this was about jesus and the woman that i think her daughter was was sick and she came to jesus for jesus to heal her daughter and this is what jesus said that first let the children eat all they want he told her but it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it over to the dogs she replied she replied even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumb then he told her for such a reply you may go the demon has left your daughter she went home and found her daughter lying on the bed and the demon was gone hallelujah hallelujah so when she came to jesus she had faith for it and what did jesus do jesus didn't even have to go and go and put lay his hands on his daughter jesus declared 
for such a reply she he realized the woman had so much faith so he declared for such a reply you may go the demon has left your daughter she went home and she found her child lying on the bed and the demon gone hallelujah jesus didn't have to go and pray over the daughter jesus just declared and the daughter was healed such power in declaration such power in declaration i'm here to tell you have authority you have power to declare start declaring positive things in your life and it will happen because god has given you that authority that power when you have faith when you believe in prayer and you declare it is done now let's study the story of the centurion matthew chapter 6 verse 5 to 10 and 13 when jesus had entered capernaum a centurion came to him asking for help Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my, serv- and, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go and he goes and that one and he comes i say to my servant do this and he does it when jesus heard this he was amazed and said to those following him truly i tell you i have not found anyone in israel with such great faith then jesus said to the centurion go let it be done just as he believed it would and his servant was healed at the moment this is a total example of prayer of declaration the man said he's a man he's also a man in authority so when he declares to someone it is done to said when i declare to the soldiers under me tell this one he go and he goes and that one coming he comes it is done and when jesus heard this he was amazed he knew he was in authority he knew how authority works he knew how power works and in his authority he doesn't have to beg the soldiers to go. He tells them because he is the one in charge. He is the one in authority. And he could recognize that Jesus was saying. And right now, Jesus is living in us. He said he has given that authority that he had to us. So we can also say go. And the demon will go. We can also say go and the sickness will go. We have even the power to command our morning. And say morning you will do well morning you will favor me oh today you will favor me this day i'll be favored you have power to command your finances to do well and it will do well hallelujah you have power and jesus because he had this 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 great faith he commanded and the centurion servant was healed go let it be done just as you have believed and this also tells us that our declaration is connected to our faith if there is no faith if there's no belief that if you say it it won't happen then it won't happen but if you have faith deep within you and you declare jesus said if you have faith even as a mustard seed you can tell the mountain move from here to there and it will move he said go your servant is healed and that was it he was healed jesus didn't have to go and pray so this will tell you that those the people that Jesus even had to pray for, it was because of their faith. <laughs> it was because of their belief system. They believed that if Jesus prayed, you know, for them, they'll be healed. 
And there are some too who also believed that if Jesus declares it is done. So when you declare it is done, when you declare it is done, believe and declare hallelujah. Hope you are with me. Let's move on to prayer of intercession. Prayer of intercession. Most of the times we interchange this prayer or we say that believers coming together always is intercession. But that's that's um not it. That's not it. Intercession is so deep that it doesn't refer to only when believers come together to pray. Intercession is the action of intervening on behalf of another. The action of saying a prayer on behalf of another. So when you are intervening on someone's behalf, as if you go to, let's say you go to a court and the lawyer is pleading the cause of someone who is in, in chains, that is the lawyer intervening on the person's behalf. So when you intervene, when you intercede, you act as a lawyer. You act as someone intervening, someone pleading the cause of another person. So sometimes when believers come together, it's not always that they are pleading the cause for another person. Though in Timothy, Paul told um, the believers that they should pray for believers all around the world. Sometimes when they come together, they are petitioning on God for their own behalf. Together though, but they are petitioning on, on God for all, their own behalf. Together though, but then they are fellowshipping. So, when you are interceding, you are intervening on behalf of someone. So, that is the action of saying a prayer on behalf of another. So, when you intercede, you are praying for someone. When you are intercede, you are intervening for someone. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 19 to 20. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in change. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So this was Paul asking for the believers to intercede on his behalf. And I tell you, prayer of intercession is powerful. It's so powerful. It's so powerful when you don't when you go to God not only for yourself but you go for someone. When you go to God for your brother, when you go to God for another believer, it is so powerful because it also reflects Jesus. And we will we'll come to that. So Paul asks that the believers intercede on his behalf, them together with one mind and with one spirit intercede for him. So that words will be given to him when he preached. Hallelujah. And that he may declare the message of the gospel fearlessly. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 12, verse 12 said, When this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered and were praying. And this was Peter. When Peter was in prison, Peter was in jail. And the believers were gathered in the house of Mary, the mother of Mark, and they were interceding for Peter. They were interceding for Peter's release. In the Amplified Version, they had been praying continually all night without season. 
they were praying that abason derebosha la mahinda rababazindi oh lord release peter oh lord release peter they were praying on behalf of peter this is an example of intercession they were praying and when they prayed we see the results the angel freed peter and he actually led him to the middle of the town before he vanished and it dawned on peter that oh it had been an angel and when he went to the house he realized that they were praying so he was released because the church took charge because the church interceded this should tell you how important the intercession of the church is for the world how important the intercession of the church is for the leaders when the church comes together a certain power force is released this is how come you don't only have to pray on your own this is how come you have to you know be a partaker when believers pray when we here school at school of the spirits we pray on fridays come be a partaker let's pray for ourselves let's petition let's also intercede for the world hallelujah when we are together when your fire is going down someone's fire you know can help you back up that is the power of intercession or believers praying interceding for one another hallelujah luke chapter 22 verse 31 to 32 simon simon satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat but i have prayed for you simon that your faith may not fail and when you have turned back strengthen your brothers this is jesus and jesus is telling peter that i have prayed for you so it's not only when you are together with other people that you intercede as i said earlier but you personally can intercede for someone and this is jesus in his own prayer time interceding for simon peter Jesus said i have prayed for you jesus got a revelation that satan wants to sift peter like which and jesus interceded for simon peter i have prayed for you that your faith may not fail so the enemy's plan was to make peter's faith fail and we saw what happened peter denied jesus peter felt he had betrayed god and because of the prayer of the prayers of jesus peter was able to stand hallelujah intercede for one another let us intercede for one another masun terebosha miken derebosa rababashe terebosa and looking at the meaning or the deep meaning of the word here that jesus said but i have prayed for you the prayed here it means diomaya which means to want to lack to desire to long for to ask to beg so jesus was begging for peter jesus was asking for peter's safety jesus was asking that peter's faith will not fail jesus was making supplications for peter he interceded on his behalf may that be our nature interceding for one another when we identify a problem in someone when we identify a problem in the world may we be the ones to be the solution by praying on behalf of that problem in the mighty name of jesus romans chapter 8 verse 34 who then is the one who condemns 
no one christ jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of god and is also interceding for us so jesus's intercession was not only done when he was on earth even as he's in heaven now he's at the right hand on the father pleading your cause pleading your cause interceding for you to the father sometimes when we say things like oh god hasn't come yet we have waited for god to come and god hasn't come yet and there is evil and all those things going on in the world you should also think that there is someone there pleading your call that those who are not saved will also be saved and god is extending the time (laughs) someone there pleading so that all may be saved before he comes Jesus is interceding for us. Jesus is at the heavens pleading our cause. Oh, that is how come intercession is so powerful. So when you intercede, you are imitating Christ. So it's not only you manifesting or acting upon the the fruits of the Spirit. That shows that you are, you know, imitating Christ by you interceding for one another we interceding as believers for one another we interceding for the world we imitate christ may we imitate christ in our prayer lives in the mighty name of jesus romans 8 26 in the same way the spirit helps us in our weakness we do not know what we ought to pray for but the spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groanings hallelujah true wordless groanings hallelujah the spirit intercedes on our behalf the spirit intercedes on our behalf hallelujah jesus is interceding the spirit is interceding how much more you (laughs) how much more you hallelujah i pray for grace to pray i pray for grace to intercede intercede for us others we shouldn't only go to god oh for our own gain but we should go to god also for others in the mighty name of jesus i quite remember there was some time where i had a list i had a list where i write the names of people and i'll be praying for them once in a while i write a list and i just be praying for people and this not to exalt myself but this to you know tell you that you can also make a list and pray for people you can also list the people that you see all the wrong things going on in their lives and pray for them instead of you know coming at them prayer will do much more than you even speaking people that are not saved pray for them they, they don't want to listen to you pray for them they have to if, if god talks they have to listen <laughs> pray for them I've heard a lot of stories about people who were atheists and they encountered God and their lives transformed. I believe that they didn't just encounter God just by that, you know, for the sake of encountering God. But I believe there was someone there interceding for them. If not um, their family, their siblings, or someone around the world who doesn't even know them that is praying for unbelievers to be saved. It is Jesus at heaven interceding on their behalf. So someone's intercession, someone's intercession brought salvation to someone. And eight is to be saved. I quite remember I was watching Sidroth, It's Supernatural, and there was this man, I've forgotten his name. And he said that his mother's prayers saved him. 
because of his mother's prayers he died in an ocean and when he died he was saved because his whole life flashed before him and he encountered jesus jesus and when he encountered jesus he started to see things that are going on around him though he's dead and he saw he was able to see that his mom he was able to see into his house and he saw his mom praying for him his mother was interceding for him so because of someone's intercession he didn't die an unbeliever but he was saved and now he's a minister preaching to thousands of people around the world hallelujah the power of intercession the power of intercession may you intercede on behalf of someone in the mighty name of jesus amen we move on to prayer of supplication or prayer of petition and with prayer of petition it says the meaning is with petition actually is presenting a petition to an authority in respect of a particular cause so you are appealing to someone or someone in authority you don't appeal to someone who is not in authority you appeal to someone who is in authority in respect of a particular cause so this is the difference between petition and intercession with petition you are appealing for a cause but with intercession you are appealing on behalf of someone else a person hallelujah so with petition you appeal to god on behalf of a cause maybe there is something that is what you are praying you have a burden for revival you start praying you are petitioning to god for a revival in the world it is a cause you are petitioning to god for your finances that it should increase you have should, you should have good financial stability you are petitioning to god for the cause hallelujah so that is prayer of petition and i also looked into supplication because we are doing them both i feel like it is similar in nature so supplication also is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly in let's look at philippians chapter 4 verse 6 to 7 do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to god hallelujah in other versions it replaces petition with supplication so paul is telling us that we should not be anxious but we should pray and our prayers too we should offer also prayers of petition prayers of request so that means that anything that is worrying you anything that you are having anxiety about it is a cause that you can go to God with in prayer. It is a cause that you can seek God in prayer. So you can go to God and beg that that cause for that cause, and or ask humbly for that cause. And I see begging here as, you know, begging is is not. It's in two ways. Let me say it that way. Begging is in two ways. When you beg to god you is you can go to god begging in a sense where you don't believe you have power or you don't believe god has power so you are begging you know for something it's like a poor person begging a rich man for something or you can go to god knowing that god has given you power knowing that 
that God also has power and you are pleading on his cause that he can do it for you. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying, begging it in two ways. So some people go to God crying as if they have nothing, as if God has given them nothing. And some also go to God with the sense that, oh God, you have provided it. I receive it. I receive it. Or, or play, plead a cause. Or um, how should I say it? Or appeal to God about a cause. That God, you said you've given me this. You said this in your word. But I'm not seeing it. I plead. I'm begging you. May I receive it? That is different. Hallelujah. So I hope I've made it clear. Yes. So you petition to God. You appeal your cause. So you appeal your cause to, to God. Or you go in supplication you ask humbly jesus said in matthew 7 7 ask and it shall be given ask god and it will be given go to him earnestly with an earnest mind humbly and it will be given hallelujah and i look into the meaning of request said present your request to god a request is you seeking you seeking he said entreaty to god to require to inquire to ask so when you are praying you make requests you make requests when you are petitioning you are making requests you are pleading your cause but you are also making requests hallelujah hallelujah acts chapter 1 verse 24 to 25 then they prayed lord you know everyone's heart show us which of these two you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry which judas had left to go where he belongs so the apostles prayed for a cause and that cause was who will replace judah and um, judas hallelujah but in irrespective of that judas can also mean judah it's it's all from the same thing it's a derivative of the name so he prayed that lord the apostles prayed that lord you know everyone says, show us which of these two you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry with Judas left. So they prayed or they appealed to God for a cause. For someone who will replace Judas and they prayed. They went to God for a, for a cause for before they made their decision. This should tell you that you should go to God before you make any decision. If you don't have a clear um, imprinting on your heart, go to him again. Go to him. So that you can hear his voice you can hear him hallelujah before you make decisions go to god and i pray for grace to be sensitive and this is just by the way as you continue to pray as you continue to see god you become more sensitive to his voice you become more sensitive to the spiritual realm so when he speaks also you are able to hear hallelujah our next is prayer of thanksgiving eucharistia eucharistia matthew 26 verse 26 while they were eating jesus took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to the disciples saying take take and eat this is my body jesus gave them his body and his body was the bread and when he took the bread he didn't pray oh lord may let this bread be my body oh lord no he said thank you he gave thanks for the bread so that means that when you don't have bread, you petition. When you have bread, you give thanks. Hallelujah. He <laughs> said when you are in worry or you are in trouble, pray. When you are happy, give thanks. Hallelujah. So give thanks to God. 
gift when he was when he had he gave things that god i have what you have given me thank you when you you don't have what god has given you literally you you petition god i need this you said it you give it to me <laughs> hallelujah that is just by the way that is just by the way. so he gave things and that is eucharistia means thankfulness the giving of thanks mindful of favors so you are mindful of the favors of god you are grateful you are thankful you know you are pleasing god in in, in thanksgiving hallelujah acts chapter 16 verse 25 to 28 about midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the other prisoners were listening to them suddenly there was a there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken at once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose the jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped but paul shouted don't harm yourself we are all here hallelujah we are all here so at midnight these people were in jail these people were in trials they were in um, tribulations instead of them to even petition they were praying they were praying and singing hymns to god now thank you god thank you they were saying god you are great god you are kind this is a whole different level of prayer when you are in trouble but you are thanking god when you are in trials but you are thanking god for the situation this is a whole level of prayer and i believe this is because jesus said jesus told them it will happen that because for his cause it will happen so when it happened they thank god that it has happened to them the ability for them to suffer for the gospel hallelujah so there's 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 so much power in thanksgiving there's so much power in thanksgiving you just saying thank you jesus there's so much power when you thank god when you have when you thank god when you don't have so much power is unleashed hallelujah they thanked god they thank god even in their trials and uh, tribulations and god opened you know the the gates the prison doors their chains were loosed so this is also one way of loosing chains if you want any change you see chains and you want any chains to be loosed you give thanks to god give thanks to god that he is with you make god bigger than the problem and that's what they did they didn't see the 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 problem as bigger they didn't see the enemy as stronger they saw god as bigger and that god will redeem them he had always redeemed them in time before and he would hallelujah hallelujah oh may we thank god in trouble i know sometimes it feels difficult i know sometimes it's it's painful but may we thank god i pray for strength for us to thank god in our trials and our tribulations in the mighty name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah yes lord god is good all the time and all the time god is good hallelujah it's also said in Acts when the disciples were lashed. Peter and the other disciples, they were lashed. They got their 40 lashes minus one. They were jailed. The angel came to, you know, break them loose from the jail. And they went back to preach and they were ca- they were captured again. They were given 40 lashes minus one. They were threatened by the teachers of the law. They were threatened by the priests. And 
after all that these people were thanking god these people were praising god for the opportunity given them to go through trials such faith such faith such power in thanksgiving you've been threatened don't preach christ you've been lashed and those days the lashes they get is not let's say the kings that we even see in our day i'm sure it was some 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 wicked things <laughs> some wicked lashes and they got it they were jailed not knowing what will happen next and these people were thanking god oh ramasanta rabasheta king of kings lord of lord how great you are Oh, sovereign God, the Lord of hosts, the I am that I am, the lion of the tribe of Judea. My soul will rejoice in you, O Lord, for you have counted me worthy. Oh, I thank you, Father. I bless your name. Oh, you are good and your mercy is forever. Father, we praise you. Father, we honor you. Oh, I'll throw up my hands and praise you again and again. So that I have this hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. And I know it's not much, but I'm nothing else fit for a king. Set for a heart singing, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. When you are in trials, when you are in tribulation, you are dancing. I remember there was a time in my life where, you know, God has given me the go ahead to do something. And it seemed like my bosses didn't want me to go and do that something. And it's like human beings were blocking me. It's like I had the heart to do the thing. God has given me the go ahead. And it's as if human beings were standing in my way. And me me and my friend <laughs> we decided to praise god in the midst of the storm it's as if there was nothing the 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 ending was not really clear it's as if we didn't really know what will happen next and we just praise god just after praising god we made it a point to praise god we didn't know we didn't know why we praise god even though there was you know blockages even though human beings were standing in our way we just decided to praise god and in praising god oh the 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 road that seemed a bit fuzzy the road that it seemed like we didn't know what was ahead became clear and god answered our thanksgiving through prayer he answered our thanksgiving and he made a way where there seems to be no way hallelujah Praise God in your storm. The next prayer is groaning. This, this seems weird because I myself haven't even heard, you know, someone talking about groaning as a prayer. Personally, I haven't. Groaning as a prayer. Groaning is a prayer. When when you don't even have to, when you are not talking, when you are not doing anything, but you are groaning. The 
root meaning of groaning is stegna um, stenagmos <laughs> stenamos and it's a groaning a sign a murmur with grief groan it says denoting a, a deep inarticulate sound conveying pain and also it also has another meaning anak which means to groan in grief to gra- to gaps to moan of a cattle i don't know about you but i have seen cattle's moan and it's always oh, the morning seems like displeasure <laughs> it doesn't seem like they are happy when they moan it seems like displeasure so moaning groaning is a kind of prayer and before i even go ahead this just god just put in my spirit the story of hannah hannah went to the church or went to the temple the synagogue and she was praying when she was praying there was there was no words i don't know about you but i've been at a point where i don't have any words and my heart is just crying out to god my heart is just crying out to god and i'm praying but there are no words coming out and hannah was praying there were no words coming out that ellie the priest saw and, and thought oh this woman is drunk so like no i'm not drunk no i'm not drunk i'm in deep pain i'm in deep anguish she was groaning because something was bothering her and i believe this is one of the highest forms of prayer to god when your heart is speaking to god when you don't have, know what to say that your words are limited human words are limited to even fully express how you are feeling and you are just groaning you are just groaning i've been at that point where i'm groaning to god and when hannah groaned god heard her prayer god heard her prayer and gave her the prophet samuel hallelujah god didn't just bless her with a child but god blessed her with the prophet and it wasn't just a prophet he was a king maker and he wasn't just a king maker he was someone also who also approached let me say this word approves kings or demotes kings hallelujah and after god even blessed her with more children because of one person's groaning when you groan god listens god listens god listens god hears your heart romans chapter 8 verse 22 to 23 we know that the whole creation has been groaning in as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time not only so but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship the redemptions of the redemption of our bodies so he said we who have the first fruits we grown inwardly how do we grow inwardly what is in our inner man the spirit of god the spirit of god groans inwardly through us he grows inwardly through us and when you actually go down in scripture it says that that groaning is is the spirit speaking thanks so as the spirit grows it comes out as thanks it comes out as thanks but the spirit is actually groaning in our spirit he's actually groaning the the highest form of prayer he is groaning 
liba mabadende heribosa era basheta ama indo ikapala makanki dada ina masunti and when it comes out it comes out as tongues but it's actually the spirit groaning oh groaning to the father mahadia arabasheta musente aramasheta as we eagerly wait maharabasheta for jesus's return oh the spirit continually groans groans through us moronda mahasinda andi keremeketea mahandinda andali memera mamamazandi aria raiki dere shanda kindara mamazonde esha ola hasinda harabashunti the spirit goes to us oh mukuna he moves to god mikanara balandi irebasita god hears our groans let's look at exodus 2 verse 23 to 25 during that long period the king of egypt died the israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out and their cry for help because of their slavery went up to god god heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant with abraham with isaac and jacob so god looked on the israelites and was concerned and was concerned about them so when they groaned to god they were not talking but their hearts were crying out to god they were groaning so one simple you know them carrying maybe a brick or something and ah, ah that sigh it was them it was a prayer it was a prayer that sigh was a prayer or they mourning because of one of the egyptian soldiers lashing them ah it was it was a prayer so when you see someone praying and the person is groaning you don't don't mock them don't mock them the father hears they are groaning the father remembers them so when you grow one key factor that we can see in scripture is that when you grow god will remember you so god remembers you when you grow when you go god remember in the covenant that he has so in this time of scripture they god had a they they had the israelites had a covenant with god and their covenant was the covenant god made with abraham isaac and jacob that in their generations he has taken them as as, as firstborn sons to himself so when they groan in pain in slavery oh god heard them and it will shock you that in acts chapter 2 acts chapter 2 it said suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came upon each of them and the the, the the disciples or when the spirit of god came upon them like fire they began to speak in other tongues as the spirit enabled them and fast forward it says that amazed and perplexed they asked one another what does this mean some however made fun of them and said they have had too much wine so it will shock you that the groaning in Egypt made God remember his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Therefore, bringing their deliverance, 
and the groaning on the day of Pentecost made God remember his covenant with Jesus on the cross. The cross became our covenant as believers. So on the day of Pentecost, the first thing that we see the Spirit doing, the Spirit didn't come, you know, healing the sick on that day. When he came, he came through groaning to God that, oh God, remember your people. Oh God, remember your people. Oh God, remember your people. Oh God, remember the sacrifice your son made. Oh God, remember your people. Hallelujah. So in Egypt, when they groan, God remembered the covenant with Abraham. On the day of Pentecost, when the spirits groan through them, God remembered the covenant that he had with Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. So that means when I, I groan in the spirit, I am telling God, oh God, remember the cross. God, remember the cross. Remember me, O oh Lord. Remember the cross. Oh, I have a covenant with you, my father. Father, I have a covenant with you. Kadinda la mazandi here masundi, makimbere mesete rebosa, ma indala mahanda ambadia, ramamamamari mimea, ma andi haravaseta, o la masheta. Remember the cross, oh Lord. Remember the sacrifice of your son, oh Lord. Hallelujah. This brings me to our next point that is speaking in tongues and tongues is glossa glossa is the tongue yeah that means the tongue or a dialect used by a particular people distinct from that of other nations first corinthians 14 2 for anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to god indeed no one understands them they utter mysteries by the spirit so speaking in tongues is a form of prayer when you are not speaking words, you are just speaking in tongues. Le meme rama mama donde rama kin bere pashanta para balonde rebosa machinta rabasenta. Paul said, I pray that all of you speak in tongues. All of you speak in tongues. Scripture says we should pray without season. One way that you can pray without season is you speaking in tongues like when you are just there you just you don't, you don't even have a prayer point you, have, you don't have a prayer so we just start praying because when you start speaking in tongues it's not you praying it's the spirit praying through you maranda hinda lodende rebosa ramasheta olamaseta ramasinte rebasheta and you are just praying one time i had a dream and i slept and in in, in my sleep in the dream i was praying i was praying my tom- stomach out even as i was sleeping i was praying my stomach out sometimes when i'm there i just i just start speaking in the spirit without even realizing that i'm alone then i realize that oh it is the spirit praying through me and in that way you are you can pray without season i want to get to a point where i'm eating and i'm even praying at the same time hallelujah hallelujah speaking in tongues is a form of prayer Paul said, I pray that all of you will speak in tongues. It says in Romans, 1 Corinthians, sorry, 1 Corinthians 14, 14, 15. For if I pray in tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit, but I also sing with my understanding. When you pray in tongue, your spirit is praying. As I just said, when you pray in tongues, your spirit is praying. And these are 
powerful and effective prayers because it is bypassing your mind it is bypassing your human frailties and it is praying direct prayers to god this is your spirit praying direct prayers to god hallelujah and it's we know that in our inner being as believers the spirit of god dwells within us so literally when you are praying in tongues it's the spirit of god praying through you hallelujah so when you pray in tongues your spirit is praying it is bypassing your mind and it's praying effective and direct prayers to god so i love to pray in tongues why because it bypasses my mind and it prays effective prayers prayers that i know that for sure is the will of god because my mind my my mind doesn't understand but my spirit understands and who knows the mind of god except his spirit Mahalinda Ramadonde, Kadinda Maronde Rebosha, La Ikada Bakia Kabara, Elebusunde Rebosha, in the mighty name of Jesus. First Corinthians 14, verse 4 to 5. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but one who prophesies edifies the church. Focusing on tongue edifying yourself. So when you speak in tongue, you edify yourself. When you speak in a tongue, you edify yourself. When you speak in a tongue, you are edifying yourself in a sense whereby your spirit is becoming more alert. Your spirit is becoming more alive. That's how I see it personally. So when you pray in tongues, you are becoming more aware of the spiritual. You are becoming more sensitive of the spirit. So I pray in tongues always. Personally, I like to pray in tongues because I become more sensitive to the spirit. I become more edified. It's like someone building a building. And so as you are praying in tongues, the building is being built. You're becoming more aware of your spiritual surroundings, of the spiritual atmosphere in which you are part of. Hallelujah. So I like to pray in tongues. When I speak in tongues, the Spirit preach through me. In Jesus' name. We have a whole you know sermon on speak the speaking of tongues. So you can go and listen to it. If you've not listened to it, just look through the podcast and you see speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. The next prayer is prayer of communion or fellowship. It says second corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 second corinthians 13 verse 14 it says may the grace of the lord jesus christ and the love of god and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all may the grace of the lord jesus christ the love of god and the fellowship fellowship of the holy spirit be with you all sorry and fellowship means koinonia koinonia fellowship you communion you in association you in joint participation in intercourse you in sharing something that one has you in participation you in intimacy you having a partner an associate a companion so literally when you commune with god in prayer you are in oneness with him you are in one oneness with him and i believe commune is also from the word communication you are talking with God. So I believe that every kind of prayer is a prayer of communion. 
but I, I want to emphasize on that prayer where you just you just talk to God you are just talking to God you are just vulnerable with God you are not asking for anything and you are not you know interceding for anyone but you are just talking to God talking to God about your day you're talking to God about how you feel and you're actually hearing God also talk back to you hallelujah that is what I mean communion so it's you actually in fellowship with the Holy Spirit you are actually in partner with the Holy Spirit you talking to him and him talking back to you hallelujah that is communion that is fellowship so though all these types of prayers are there this is one also that is very powerful very sensitive that's the word sensitive when you are in joint communication with the holy spirit when you are not you are not seeking him for anything you just want to talk i I just want to talk to you as a friend friendship like how you talk to your friends that is how you are talking to the holy spirit that is what i mean by you being in communion you being in fellowship you being in koinonia so literally if you don't communicate with the one who is working with you how will you work well the holy spirit is working with you he's here to help you he's here to help you he's here to work for you (laughs) to make you holy to renew your mind to transform you so if you don't communicate with him how will you work well with him if you know god has called you to serve or there is a purpose god has for your life if you don't commune with the spirit how will you be able to um, bring that purpose into manifestation or establishment or do that thing that god has requires of you to do even jesus walked with the spirit said he was full of the spirit and in power of the spirit he told the disciples wait and let power come wait and walk with the spirit before you do this thing you can't do it on your own hallelujah so you need that communion with the spirit when you commune with the spirit you are able to tell determine his voice as you commune so it's not a one day affair and always affair when you commune with your friend when you give ear to your friend when you communicate on a constant basis with your friend you're able to know your friend better and you 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 are able to become one in a sense that it says when two can two work together if they don't agree so as you work with the spirit you come in agreement with the spirit you come in agreement with him you take upon his nature so as you talk to him you hear his wisdom you hear his mindset scripture said in isaiah come let us reason together let us reason so you are reasoning with god you are reasoning with the spirit it says in the garden that god used to come down and god would tell adam you know he used to have conversations with adam he told adam things deep mysteries in that place of intimacy in that place of communion and that is what god wants or yearns for us so in prayer we commune with god we speak to him we talk to him we build friendship with with the spirit there is a need for the believer to just talk with the spirit to build friendship to talk with him about everything good morning holy spirit is one of the very first books that we read on this platform good morning holy spirit when i wake up i say good morning holy spirit and he also say good morning jemima and we begin from there we begin from there so 
in that your communion you become intimate with god you come in agreement you work together so when someone sees you say oh i'm talking to i'm talking to holy spirit <laughs> Some sees you say oh i'm talking to god because you are in communion with the father jesus said when you see me you've seen the father when you see me why because he was in communion with the father the trinity are the first form of or is the first form of or example of fellowship that we heard of the trinity said and god created and god said let us the father the son the holy spirit they are in communion they are in fellowship so because they are in communion they are in fellowship they are one when you see jesus you've seen the father because jesus is in communion with the father when you see the holy spirit you see jesus because jesus is in communion with the holy spirit they are in one they are one hallelujah so we come intimate you agree work together hallelujah the next point is crying out to the lord to prayer in prayer and this is our last point crying out, out to the lord in prayer we spoke about groaning and here let's see crying i said in exodus that the israelites when they were in egypt they groaned and what they cried so after the you know mourning the sign there them groaning to god after they cried out they wept they wept i don't know about you but i've been at that point where i just wept i just wept. i, I didn't have anything to tell god and i just wept they wept they cried out to god they just cried out to god they were in such distress that they cried out to god and crying is also a form of prayer Romans 8 verse 15, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. We cry, Abba. So by the spirit of God, we are able to cry, Abba, Father. That is Father, Father. Hallelujah. And in in this, the cry, the root meaning of the cry is, Zaak to cry, cry out, call for help. So when you are crying, you are actually calling for help in prayer. You are calling for help from God. When you have no words, when you are just weeping, like you are in such distress, you are in such pain that you just weep. You are crying out, and you weep. You cry out in prayer. You are crying out for help from God. But sometimes you see people in church and they are weeping. That, that weeping alone is a prayer. That weeping alone is a call for help. Like, God, help me. So when you see people like that, don't mock them. Don't mock them. Intercede for them. A little God, hear that man's prayer. We'll, do, we'll, go, so, we'll go so far. Or we'll do so much. Hallelujah. Crying out to God in prayer. It's, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Crying out to God in prayer. Weeping. God, help me. Help me. Exodus chapter 17, verse 45. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go out in front of the people, take with you some of the elders of Israel, and take in your hand the staff with which you struck them now, and go. Moses was fed up with the people. They wanted to stone him. They were always complaining. He was so consumed, you know, with their complaining and everything that he went to God and he just cried because he was at his breaking point. He cried. 
that God, what will I do? He cried, and God heard him. Psalm 34 verse 6. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. I believe this prayer, though David wrote it, it was him looking into the future without even knowing that him looking into the future and actually seeing Jesus on the cross. When Jesus was on the cross and all our sins were laid upon him, he became a poor man. And he said, when he cried out to the Lord, the Lord heard him and he saved him out of all his troubles. Let's see Matthew 27 verse 46 to 50. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemasabatani, with my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus cried to his God. Jesus cried. And when he cried, God heard him. He said, when some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave, us his, he gave up his spirit. Hallelujah. So Jesus was in distress. Jesus, all the burdens of the world, the sin of the world had been laid upon him on the cross and he felt the burden. He felt the weight. Oh, he felt it. And all he could do was cry out. He cried out to God. He cried out to God. Eli, Eli, Lemasabatani. He cried out to God, my God, my God, why? Have you forsaken me? And when he cried out, he said he cried out again. And after he cried out, he gave up his spirit. So I believe it's also um, in Psalm 34 verse 6. is David describing what happened. Jesus on the cross. Everything was laid upon him. He cried out to God. Save me from this. Save me, Lord. Save me. And God saved him from all, all his troubles when he gave up his spirit. When he gave up his spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rosun Terebosa. When you are in distress, when you don't know what to do, when you are in pain, instead of just crying out, cry out to God. Cry out to God, to the one that can save you from all your distress, to the one who can save you from all your pain, to the one who can help you. Cry out to God for help. Before you go to any man, oh, go to God first. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let's look at this and we'll leave here soon. What happens when you pray? The first point is when we pray, we cause heaven to invade on our on invade earth on our behalf. Believers praying together and the earth was shaken. Believers were praying together and the earth was shaken. This is Acts chapter 4, verse 23 says after they prayed the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the holy spirit and spoke the word of god boldly so peter and john they went back they were captured by the priest again and they you know released them and when they went back they started praying you know thanking god they started with thanking god sovereign lord 
and and they prayed after they prayed they said the place where they were was shaken heaven so when you pray causes heaven to invade on earth heaven to invade on earth so the place where they were was shaken how can the place where they are be shaken just like that this wasn't a an earthly phenomenon or a scientific phenomenon <laughs> it was heaven invading earth on their behalf and after they were bolded hallelujah jesus said that thy will be done as it is in heaven jesus replied blessed are you simon son of jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven and i tell you that you are peter and on this rock i'll build my church and the gates of hades will not overcome it i will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven whatever you lose on earth will be loosed on heaven jesus gave us keys to the kingdom now whatever we lose on earth will be loose in the heaven there's keys to the kingdom this heaven invading earth on our behalf as believers when we pray prayer puts angelic hosts to work said in daniel chapter 10 verse 12 then he continued do not be afraid daniel since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before god your words were heard and i have come to it i have come in response to them so the angel that god sent which we believe to be gabriel came because of daniel's prayer so when we pray we put angelic hosts to work they worry on our behalf they protect us from the unseen and they minister to us when we pray another point we talk to god corinthians first corinthians chapter 13 says that when you speak in tongues you speak to god another point is transformation we are transformed we are transformed when we pray it says here in romans let me let me read it in the tpt version i like that one romans 12 verse 2 stop imitating the ideas and opinions of the culture around you but be inwardly transformed by the holy spirit through a total reformation of how you think so the holy spirit transforms you inwardly so you pray you in communion with the holy spirit you are transformed inwardly hallelujah you are transformed the next point or the last point is we mirror christ when we pray we mirror christ it said in second corinthians 3 verse 17 to 18 be now the lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the lord is there is what liberty but we all with unveiled face beholding us in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord so as we pray as we are in communion in fellowship with the spirit we become like christ we begin to look like jesus we mirror christ hallelujah we mirror christ that is the the benefit of prayer that is what happens when we pray and someone will say why do we pray let me just mention it so we pray so we pray and we we, we end when we, why do we pray? We pray to await the promise of God. Acts chapter 1 14. All of these with their minds in full agreement devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer. They devoted themselves steadfastly to prayer, waiting together with the woman and prayer, the mother of Jesus and his brothers. So when the Spirit hadn't come yet, they devoted themselves to prayer 
to await the promise of God. So when you pray, you pray because you are awaiting God's promise. So any promise of God over your life, wait, wait in, in prayer. Pray on it. When we pray because we want intimacy with the Father, we want communion. So we talk to the Father, we, we commune with the Holy Spirit, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. When we pray, we pray for redemption. Jesus on the cross prayed for redemption. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they are doing. When Stephen was being stoned, he said, God, forgive them. Prayer. When we pray, we pray for redemption. Deliverance. We also pray for deliverance. Jesus prayed for Peter that Satan won't save him like wheat. Jesus prayed. Jesus had seen, you know, a revelation of Peter, as I said, and he prayed that Peter will be delivered. When we pray, we pray for provision. It says, give us our daily bread. When we pray, we pray for provision. Give us our daily bread, and God will give it to us. Hallelujah. We pray for empowerment. Jesus said, and I'll pray the Father, and he'll bring you another helper, another one of myself. And said, wait on in, in Jerusalem for power from on high. So when we pray, pray for empowerment, pray for anointing, pray for fresh oil from the Spirit. When we pray, we pray, you know, for grace to live holy lives. Said in Romans 8 5, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Hallelujah. When we pray, we pray for grace. And lastly, we pray to walk in God's will. Romans 8.27 And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Hallelujah. So I want us to pray. For God to raise an altar in us for prayer. Oh God, raise in us an altar for prayer. You said in your word, your house will be called a house of prayer. May we burn incense, O Lord, before you day and night. Maharia Rabashanta, Losin Tereposa, Mashi Tereposa. Help us to pray, Holy Spirit. Help us to pray effective prayers. Maharia Rabashita, O Ramasita. Oh, help us to know which type of prayer we should pray in the time in, in, in a particular time in the mighty name of Jesus. Masun Terebosha Ramalinda Ramazunti Werebo Shanta Kaikalag in the mighty name of Jesus. And to end this, as I said in last week's message, that these types of prayer, knowing the types of prayer you should use at the time, will be determined by the spirit in you. The Spirit will help you. The Spirit will lead you. So it's not in you trying to, you know, look at these steps or these points and trying to determine which prayer should I use. But it's you listening to the Spirit, being sensitive to the Spirit, and Him leading you in prayer. The Spirit leading you in prayer. So when you pray, you pray in the Spirit. 
as we said in last week's message you pray in the spirit you let the spirit lead you let the spirit lead you in prayer when you don't know what type of prayer to pray there's one thing i do that before i pray uh, sometimes i always say that oh holy spirit lead me in prayer help me to know which type of prayer i should pray because you know the mind of god you know my heart so the spirit is able to lead me in prayer hallelujah I pray for you that may the Spirit lead you in prayer. May the Spirit direct you in prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, may the fire of God fall upon this ministry. May the fire of God fall upon the church. Oh, may that altar of prayer fall upon the church just like pentacles how the spirit of god fell upon the church and they started praying may the fire of god fall upon us one more as we pray may the fire of god fall upon us individually to make us houses of prayer in the, the mighty name of jesus amen father in the mighty name of jesus we thank you for today's meeting Thank you for leading us into these mysteries and thank you for imparting in us knowledge and understanding. We pray, O Lord, that may you help us. May you help us, O Lord, in utilizing this knowledge we have acquired, in adding wisdom to this knowledge that you have given us in our prayer journey. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen.